Hey everyone, John Wertheim here. It is this week's Sports Illustrated Tennis Podcast. Uh, first off, hope everyone is doing well, staying safe, washing hands, and adjusting to this new reality. It seems uh, seems strange that less than two weeks ago we were talking about Indian Wells and about the usual tennis questions, and now we're obviously in a much different reality. Um, I do think it's important, though, that we stick to some routines and keep some sense of normal, so I did want to keep these podcasts going. And this week, we talked to Vacek Pospisil. Um, I wanted to get an athlete perspective. Like so many people in the world, an athlete's job has suddenly been disrupted, and income has stopped coming in, competition has stopped, they're no longer going to their equivalent of the office, and they're trying to figure out what comes next. And Vacek was great. He is in Western Canada right now, and like so many of us, is in this cosmic holding pattern. So we talk about what it's like for an athlete, their career suspended, and we talk a little bit about tennis politics as well. Of course we would. Not even a global pandemic could uh, cause tennis to unite. Quite the contrary. On Tuesday, we got news that the French Open was unilaterally grabbing these dates in late September, early October for a hopeful reschedule of the 2020 French Open. Uh, this caused quite a bit of consternation in tennis land. We talk about that and a number of other topics. So uh, nice conversation with uh, one of the good guys. Here's Vashek Pospisil. We are recording this Wednesday about noon East Coast time. I appreciate you doing this. Uh, yeah. This is strange, strange times. And I figured we can, you know, we can always talk tennis politics, but I'm, I'm more interested in what life is like for you. How, uh, how are you doing? Where are you? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I'm, um, well, I've, I've come back to Canada about four or five days ago. Came from from Southern California, where you know I was in Indian Wells, and um, so now I'm in in, in uh, isolation. Basically, I'm I'm staying home and I'm trying to learn how to cook, which is not going so well. And I'm trying not to go out. And obviously, you know, it's really important to be to be responsible right now, especially as this virus spreads. And um, so I just, uh, especially for the the older population, I mean, that's that's the the biggest risk, right? So. Yeah, very, very strange times and uh, very tough times. I mean, this is, uh, you know, not fun right now, that's for sure. And it's, uh, I think, you know, the world's in a tough place right now. And you're in Vancouver, right? Yeah, I'm in I'm in Vancouver, yeah. yeah. So can, can you go, you know, run around Stanley Park? I mean, can you do anything to stay in shape? Yeah, you can. I mean, there, there's a, it's a, it's a recommended quarantine at the time. At this time, it's not a, a mandatory one, so you can go outside. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm only going outside to work to, to, you know, run in the, in the park and try not to, to make uh, contact with, with anybody, obviously, because I think right now, like I said, um, you know, until we fully, um, you know, understand this, this thing, it's, it's. Uh, important to to kind of make sure you distance yourself from from people so i'm i'm uh, spending about 90 percent of the time I- indoors or more i should say and uh and trying to do workouts here as well i've been doing some like you know sit up body weight stuff sit-ups push-ups uh these <laughs> these kinds of basic things that i used to do when i was a, a kid so um yeah just trying to do what i can but which is tough when you're you're indoors all day do you have a time in your head when, I mean, are you thinking I anticipate coming back in X time? I mean, how, how is this playing out mentally? No, I'm, I'm, 
you know, I don't think anybody really knows how long it'll, it will take. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that the next couple months are, um, you know, pretty much a scratch in terms of, in terms of uh, the tennis tour. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, there are no official announcements, even unofficially, I'm not sure, but I don't see, don't see that being the case. And obviously now we saw that Roland Garros changed their dates. So, you know, clearly they're not expecting uh, things to improve very quickly either. And, um, at the same time, we, we never know, but, um, I would be very surprised if, if, if there were any tournaments next, next, uh, two, two months or three months. So it sounds like this is as much a mental challenge as a physical one. You can, you can get yourself back in playing shape, but if, if you don't know when that next event is going to come, it must be hard to sort of mental, mentally account for a comeback. Yeah, it is, and and the other thing is, I mean, it, yeah, it it definitely is because we're not we're not used to training or playing without uh, a target in mind in terms of you know when our next competition is. Either you're you're not training because you're injured, and then when when you're you know uh, healed up, then you have an idea of when you want to start playing, and you're training for that in mind. So it motivates you, and and um, you're training with a purpose. Right now, you kind of feel. Um, you know that uh, anything we do right now could be you know kind of completely pointless so it's also not a bad time to rest the body because the tennis uh, season is so long and we never really get time to to rest to right. rest the body which is which is also important right so uh, I mean that's that's one thing I'm I'm not really intending on pushing my body too much the next couple of weeks for sure and and uh, even so I'm, I'm not not quite sure when when it'll be time to push the body I'll just try to stay you know, relatively, um, relatively good shape, just to be more, more so just to be ready to handle, handle a workload once it's time to start training. So I don't think I'll know that for a while. I wonder if you, if you guys don't say this is, this is now a sport where you play into your late thirties. Maybe it's a disguised blessing that at age 29, you, you've got this, this three month period of, of inactivity. Is that too optimistic? Yeah. I mean, yeah well in terms of yeah in terms of of um you know rest for the body it's it's definitely a, a good thing uh to to you know to have a bit of a break obviously um you know nobody you know you don't want it to be in circumstances like this you don't want a, a virus to be the reason you know a global you know threat to be to be a, a reason for that but but um but of course yeah there are some some you know, things you can, some positives or some things you can take away from it for sure. But, but overall it's uh, not ideal. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Can can I ask you about, about income, about finances? I mean, I'm, we, we all saw, you know, that Djokovic and Nadal and they deserve every penny they they've made as far as I'm concerned, but some players have the means to, uh, to wither this no problem, but how are players getting through this with no income source? Well, I mean, I, I've been very fortunate. I mean, I'm I'm in a different, uh, you know, a little bit different position where I've I've been able to save up some money over the years and I've had good results. So, so I'm I'm just in a very fortunate state where where you know this doesn't necessarily impact me in, in a very big way. So I'm I'm very lucky. And but that's not the case with, as you can see, with you know most most people uh, in the world in general and and in tennis as well. It's tough because um, you know. If you're you're not uh, consistent, let's say top 50 player, or had big results, or had money saved up, then 
you know, the players that are outside of the top hundred, they're, they're, um, you know, I'm sure they're in very, very difficult situations and, and that's just, uh, that's the unfortunate reality. And, and, uh, I'm not really sure what, what, um, the tour will, will do and, and if they will do anything, I'm pretty sure they're, they're working on some solutions right now to help those with, with, uh, lower incomes, uh, to help them financially. Cause I think, you know, they're obviously the ones that, that, that probably need it, need it most. Um, you know, having said that, obviously this affects everybody, right? Suddenly you don't have income and, and your expenses, you know, are, are always high, even though maybe now they're not so much, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it affects, you know, the tennis world, uh, just as much as, as, um, it affects, you know, a lot of, a lot of other industries, obviously minus the top, the top ranked players that have made a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're, you're right. We should point, I mean, this is something that, uh, every, you know, Marriott hotels and every restaurant in the world, I mean, everyone is wrestling with the same issue at some level. Um, I mean, have you heard, are, are players sticking with their coaching arrangements? I mean, are, you're not, there are no travel expenses, but there's still expenses for players. Have you heard about tennis players making adjustments there? No, I haven't really, uh, other than just what, what, you know, what I'm doing personally, I haven't really, um, you know, I'm not really aware of what, what's been going on with the other players and their arrangements and the coaching. I mean, it's, I think, I think, um, it's just kind of a tough, tough time where, where suddenly, you know, even coaches and physios and, and fitness trainers were, where, you know, nobody's making any income and, um, but, you know, I think, yeah, it depends on the, the, the agreements that, that each player has with their teams individually. So, um, it's, I think there's still a lot of question marks that I think will be answered in the next couple of weeks. I think once, you know, maybe if there's a, a bigger delay announced for now, the, the official, you know, announcement is still, you know, just six weeks of the tour being canceled, which like I said, will be much more. And if right. I think once that announcement comes up, then maybe, maybe there'll be some changes, uh, in and around the, the, you know, the player staff and, and compensation, or I'm not sure. It's a very, very interesting, it's kind interesting of, uh, no, interesting we... time. And, um, yeah, I think we're just kind of thinking on our feet day to day and, and taking it as it comes. Right. No, I mean, a week ago, they, that announcement came out, uh, about a six week delay. And I think everybody was, was fairly shocked. And now, boy, if, if we get back out there in six weeks, it'll be uh, it'll be a tremendous achievement for for all of us. For never mind tennis, that will uh, I think you know that's that's very optimistic. Yeah. If we can get back in yeah, six weeks. Totally. I mean, I remember yeah when the announcement first came. You know when Indian Wells was canceled. Obviously, um, things have just escalated so much so quickly since then that that I mean it's 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 pretty incredible to think that a week ago we were all surprised by the announcement the whole tennis world and all the players were like, Oh wow, that's, you know, that's crazy. Like that's, that's incredible. And then uh, what's going on. And then, you know, a few days later, you, there's just so many cases around North America and, and it just accelerated such, such a speed that now it just seems unconceivable that there would even be any tennis for, for the next while. So, um, yeah, it's it, interesting times. And, and, uh, I don't think six weeks is realistic right now. That's for sure. So an an agent wrote to me and they said, could you imagine if Indian Wells had tried to continue, um, even if it was behind closed doors, if they had insisted that we were going to try and play through this and 72 hours in, there were travel bans for Europeans and there were this, this rapid spread. 
Um, I feel I feel like you guys, uh, the players in particular, seem to be uh, on this very early. That uh, this 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 was no joke, and everybody had to get home. But um, that it was a controversial decision Sunday night when Indian Wells canceled, and 24 hours later, uh, that that decision was validated. Um, you you were you were in the desert. You were you had already gotten to Indian Wells. Yeah, I was in the desert. I was in the desert. I actually got there the day it got canceled. My whole team flew in the day it got canceled, and and um, yeah, like I said, we were we were pretty shocked. And but it, they clearly had some, you know, we got to give them credit because I think uh, there was, you know, quite a bit of at the time, you know, quite a bit of opposition to to their decision, I guess, or not not even opposition. I think everybody understood it. Everybody, you know, thought it made sense, but there was a lot of confusion. It was like, well you know, was it necessary, you know, and then obviously within just a couple of days, um, it turned out that they, they had made, they had some pretty good foresight and, and made the right call. Cause it was an absolute, uh, it was absolute chaos pretty much just days after days after they made that announcement. And at the time when they made it, you know, it was just, you know, it was just kind of starting up. And I think, I think, uh, you know, Europe was obviously already in, 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 uh, in a really tough situation, but, uh, maybe, not as much in North America, but but that escalated so quickly, and uh, it was the right call. So I was I was there. I stayed there for a bit, and it was trying to just figure out what I was going to do. And then when when things really started to get worse, I just tried to you know I pretty much just book it home and try to make it up uh, up up to Canada. And, you know, to be close close to my parents. I'm obviously I haven't seen my parents. I'm not don't intend to, but but just being close to my family. And I mean I'm I'm guessing tennis is out of the question. I mean, if somebody wrote to me and they said, well, I don't understand. I mean, it's, it's social distancing at the same time. You're, you're touching the same ball as someone on the other side of the net. I mean, it sounds like hitting tennis balls right now just isn't something that's in your, in your thought process. No, no, I haven't hit, I haven't hit a ball since Indian Wells and I don't know when I'll, when the next one will be. And, uh, you know, for now it's just, it's just really, running outside <laughs> oh you know away from from uh, people and uh and then just doing some stuff in 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 the apartment and not sure when when we'll be hitting the courts so there'll be you know it's a good, good question not not can't can't answer that one you uh i mean you you joked you joked about your cooking but but seriously what what are you doing for you know nutrition is pretty critical to every professional athlete what are, what are you doing about eating yeah, I uh, well, one of the first things I did when I got got here was I went to the supermarket and and uh, just stocked up on a bunch of groceries and just filled up my fridge and uh, hopefully that'll last me a few weeks and and just uh, yeah, I mean I, I honestly have, I've never never cook I have no idea what I'm doing I I probably bought like the most random grocery list of all time I just walked through this the supermarket <laughs> and it's kind of I have like beans with pasta and I'm like, what am I doing here? So I, I just kind of, uh, took, took whatever I saw that I, you know, wouldn't mind eating. And now I have to kind of figure out the formula of making a, a proper meal. But, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's also in times, you know, when, when I'm taking time off, I, I also tend to binge a little bit on, uh, I don't know, so I have to be careful because I don't want to gain too much weight. Right. So, exactly. but, uh, but I'm trying to, trying to eat healthy, but it's it's not easy, you know. At the same time, my my wife always said if you if you can read, you can cook. So uh, I, I think exactly. it'll be okay. Um, Everything you know, on the internet now. Uh, well, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think, I think honestly, I think it's, it's really interesting to see what the mentality of athletes are. And I think one thing we're realizing is we're all in the same boat here, whether you're uh, a top tennis player or you're an NBA player or you're, the, you know, the woman at the nail salon on my block who isn't sure when she's going to go back to work. I feel like there, there's something um, sort of very humbling that we're all we're all in this together. Uh, and it Absolutely. sounds like you, yeah. too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every 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 profession is it's it's all relative, right? I think everybody everybody is in this. It affects everyone in a negative way, except some are just more are you know have uh, are in a more stable and fortunate position where where they have you know and they're able to obviously deal with with this um, in an easier you know more comfortable way. I think that's that's cons- consistent uh, through all you know industries and and. Uh, jobs and every, everything right so so um but tennis is no different but like i said i'm 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 uh, pretty fortunate that i'm i'm not uh you know that i that i have have what i need what's been the interaction i mean i, I think it was diego schwartzman someone had tweeted out something about a, a a whatsapp group among the top 100 players what's been your interaction among your colleagues yeah, we have a yeah we have a, a big group uh, that actually I started when when we were doing this, um, you know, kind of trying to un- unify the players a little bit and have communication am- amongst uh, all the players. So it's actually a good outlet for us to kind of to stay uh, to stay together, communicate well, and and you know whenever there's an update, I, I I'll throw it in the group so that everybody kind of. Uh, is informed and knows what's going on. We also exchange our opinions and ideas and, and, um, you know, recently, um, you know, since the, since the cancellation of Indian Wells, it was a really good, it was very useful that we could all, you know, communicate, uh, on the, on the phone. And, um, it was, I think it's a, it's an unprecedented group chat. We've never had, you know, we've never had this kind of communication amongst the players where, where, um, you know, we're this unified. Someone, I asked a, uh, I asked another player. He said, if if nothing else, he got some good binge watching recommendations out of it. So uh, you've you've done a service. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it. Um, I I feel a little silly talking t- tennis politics in a time of crisis, but uh, you know, you we all know about the news of the French Open. Yeah. We, we don't we don't even have to go here if you don't want. You you tweeted about it. Um, you're sort of uh you, you've been very outspoken about political issues in the past do you, you want to uh you want to go yeah. down this road yeah sure i mean i i uh yeah i mean so I, I mean i think it got a little bit misconstrued like i think so, you know some people were, were were thinking that i was upset that they that they had you know changed changed the date uh due to the virus but that you know that wasn't the case at all i was i mean i obviously i was um i mean i was referring to to their lack of communication you know roland Garros came out and and um, you know, rather than working together with the tour, which which you know, in a time like this, the whole world is coming together. I mean, everybody, this is we're we're trying to help each other out all around, and they basically just went completely the other direction on that that um, on that you know basic principle of 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 um, communicating and and you know treating the tour as a whole and as as a tennis family, which which um, you know I know I'm pretty sure the the whole tennis world didn't appreciate that they. That they just um, disregarded any 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 other events or or players or or um, 
you know, the ATP management and, and IT, ITF and WT and the other Grand Slams. And they just changed their dates because, um, because they, they, I guess they just wanted to grab that spot in the calendar before it was discussed on which tournaments would, would go there if the, you know, virus um, kind of re, uh, slowed down by then. And if tennis, you know, starts up, which is still uncertain. Right. So I think I, it was is more more in the, in the in the process in which they they had um, gone about, which 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 obviously I wasn't very happy with, and and um, pretty much the whole tennis world was was pretty surprised by by their move. What I mean, the the response I suppose from them is, listen, we're trying to run an event here. We're the French Open. We're going to put fifty million dollars of prize money out there. What's the problem? What 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 would right. you respond to that? Well, well, the problem is is that you know we need a function we need a, a tour that's functional. We we can't have you know anarchy. We I mean we can't have we can't have every tournament going rogue because then suddenly you know Wimbledon will say okay like I'm gonna go here and then U.S. Open's gonna say okay I'm gonna go here and then you know and then they're gonna go in a week where there's a Masters event because they're a Grand Slam and then suddenly Masters event's gonna be in a tough spot. I mean, it's just the tennis tour is, is supposed to collaborate and work together and, and make agreements to, to make it work for everybody. So I think it's, it's more, it's not, it's not about the money and it's not, in this case, it's about the principle of, of, um, of just collaboration and communication, right? It's like, if you're, if you're in a working environment and you're going to your office and, and, uh, you know, and, and, and there's zero communication and suddenly you have three or four people, new reporters working on the same story. And then, you know what I mean? It's just, it, it's just, right. I mean, that's maybe not a very good analogy. I, I don't know, but, but um, it's just, it's more just uh, out of the principle of, of the lack of communication and respect for, for the rest of the tennis tour um, more than, than anything, obviously, you know, it, it was, it was inevitable that you were, we were going to have to change the dates. It, it would be, I mean, the, the France is going through an extremely tough time as are many other countries and, and much of the world, but but um, you know there there was another way to to go about it rather than uh, uh, just making a, a pretty selfish decision. You're saying you? It sounds like everybody was blindsided. Everyone except for Rafa Nadal was blindsided here. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, I mean I, I read that online as well that that they gave him a call and uh, which you know uh, they I, they do things differently. You know that's I guess. Uh, Roland Garros uh, just kind of they don't have a playbook they just go by whatever they want to do and and okay you know you got you can respect that everybody has their their thing but then don't be don't be a part of the calendar or don't be part of the ATP or or you know the the Grand Slam circuit or whatever but but you know if they have a if they have a uh, a contract with with the ATP and they have an agreement with the ATP they have to, to respect that they can't just uh, go rogue right that's that's kind of the 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 essence of of um, business and relationships and so um, but yeah nobody knew about it. <laughs> I heard uh, I mean pe- people have been talking a lot about how this impacts Labor Cup but what people aren't talking about as much is this is really going to impact the women's swing in China and China at some level sort of propping up the WTA tour right now. Do you think I mean if, I don't know if it's 24 hours in but do do you think some players are going to not play the French Open out of protest? Um, I, I don't think... I, I would be surprised if some players 
didn't play and then most and then a lot of players did like I feel like it's either going to be everyone's going to play or nobody's going to play I just kind of feel like um just because it is it is a grand slam it is a prestigious event and and even though they they you know didn't in my opinion uh handle the situation the way they should have doesn't take away the fact that they're still one of the, the the you know the four biggest events in the world so I think it really depends on how the ATP and the WTA respond right now I think that that will be telling in terms of um you know which players are playing or not playing because uh you know as you said this really affects some some really big events that are on around that time because they know they have you know they know they have the the power they know they're they're a grand slam and they know that that uh players are going to want to play there because of points and prize money and prestige so um yeah we'll 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 see what comes of it but uh but um, for sure, it would have been nice that, that everybody got in, in one room and, and had a constructive conversation. And obviously, we, you know, there was no, nobody would want, you know, French Open to be canceled if they don't want to cancel. If they want to reschedule, then that's in the best interest of the whole, the tennis tour, right? Everybody wants to, the Grand Slams to go on. So right. it just, right. there should have been more communication. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna lead the witness here, but I'm guessing the events of uh, the last few weeks have not chilled your uh, enthusiasm for unionization and more player unity i'm, I'm guessing uh <laughs> yeah. it's not uh, had a chilling effect yeah no definitely not i mean it, it again it's it's just uh just out of the the principle i mean we we just i think you know the tennis tour with the the tournaments and the players it, it should be a business partnership because i mean it is right you have the tournaments and the players and and atp is you know 50 50 but um but uh we don't we don't have the the proper representation we don't we're not unionized the way the other sports are and that's because of uh, you know certain circumstances as tennis being a very global sport an individual sport with many many different language barriers and uh, and obviously the union laws between different countries so it's not easy but the the only you know the only the, the advantage of the union is that that we just have some some leverage in a negotiation and make it you know kind of a make it a negotiation rather than just uh, taking what what we what we get in terms of in terms of uh, you know everything prize money points schedule just would be nice to have um, to be to be unified for sure. Let, let me ask you one more question, which I, I think this it's such I mean there's. This is completely unprecedented. I mean, nobody predicted this. There's no historical analogy we can make. But athletes have their careers sometimes stalled for different reasons, for injuries or, or for suspensions or personal reasons. And some athletes come off that and they're doubly fired up to really make a dent. And they've had this blast of perspective and it really sort of infuses them. And, and other athletes sometimes come back from injuries and they're never quite the same. Mm-hmm. How how do you go about using this time off to really use this sort of as, as rocket fuel and to really resume? You were, you were playing at a, at a very high level before this. How do you come off of this strong and not defeated and depleted? Well, I think, I think that just... Uh... You, it's either built in you, it's either in you or it's not. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just, I think that, you know, you're either competitive by nature and, and uh, ambitious by nature. And, and if you're still intending to play tennis during this, after this break, then I feel like 
that should be enough to to motivate you to to come back strong if 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 that's you know the kind of character that that you you have but um so that i mean that was the case for me when i obviously had surgery and and um i came back with a whole new perspective on my life and on on the sport and and then suddenly i was i was healthy and i didn't have any pains anywhere and i started moving uh extremely well and i got fit and so i think i think you know getting in terms of getting staying motivated during a time like this and coming back in in good shape i think it just really um just depends on on your personality and character i think you know so um and if you're still motivated um if you still love tennis and you still want to play tennis i think that's what it comes down to you know maybe some some players are are nearing the ends of their careers and and want to transition slowly out of it and maybe they'll be a little bit less motivated to come back strong uh, i'm 29 years old and i i still have uh, many years left in this sport hopefully so uh, I know, you know, motivation, lack of motivation won't be a, won't be an issue for me. Right. No, and I think that's a really good point that, that players like yourself who've had some injury problems have, have had some semblance of this experience before. But um, this, yeah. I'm, I'm, I thank you for your time. This was great. It's, uh, you know, in, enjoy Stanley Park, enjoy cooking. But I hope, uh, I hope we see you back out there. I, I hope we are in a position to be talking about, uh, you know, su- summer tennis events again. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. (laughs) Thanks for having me, John. All right, take care of yourself. Thanks, Thanks. Okay, thanks for Vacek for spending some time with us. Good conversation. Again, strange, strange times, but uh, I do think it's important that we have some semblance of normal. And hey, tennis infighting, what could be more normal than that? We will have another podcast next week. I'll keep the mailbag going. Also, I should add, Tennis Channel will be doing some live shows next week. And for the next few weeks, in fact. So look for those as well as Tennis Channel. I'm told those are starting at noon Eastern Time, 9 Pacific. So look for that live on Tennis Channel. Um, again, stay safe, everyone. At some level, it feels silly to be talking tennis in these times. But again, I think we could all use uh, some diversion. So have a good week, everyone. As good a week as you could have, given the circumstances. And stay safe. Thank you.